0: Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Cherish Periwinkle. But first, your true crime headlines. A woman has been sentenced to five years in prison for her role in the death of a seven-year-old Wisconsin boy who was allegedly beaten, forced to carry around a heavy log, and was buried in the snow in 2018. Tina McKeever Hauschultz, pleaded guilty for failing to prevent bodily harm in the death of seven-year-old Ethan Hoschultz. Authorities say the boy died of hypothermia and blunt force injuries to the head, chest, and abdomen. 50-year-old Timothy Hoschultz and 17-year-old Damien Hoschultz are also charged in the case. Timothy, who is Damien's father, Tina's husband, and the great-uncle of Ethan, faces eight charges including felony murder. 17-year-old Damien's charges include reckless homicide for allegedly supervising the so-called punishment, which led to Ethan's death. Prosecutors say Ethan was made to carry a 45-pound log outside while the other boy kicked, struck, and poked him. The couple were Ethan's court-appointed guardians. Tina McKeever Hosholtz apologized several times during Friday's sentencing hearing, saying, quote, If given another chance at life, I will get extensive counseling for both me and my family. I know changes need to be made, and I will be the first one to admit and actively work to change for the good. I was a follower in the past, and now I am to be a leader. A Minnesota man has pleaded guilty to fatally shooting a bouncer at a bar after he was denied entry to the establishment. On Thursday, 32-year-old Timothy Young appeared in La Crosse County Circuit Court, where he entered the plea to first-degree intentional homicide in the death of Anthony Fimple. According to a criminal complaint, Fimple wouldn't let Young into the La Crosse Beer House, formerly known as the Twisted Moose during the early morning hours of June 27th. Surveillance video shows Young pulling up to the front of the bar in a vehicle a short time later, pulling a handgun from the trunk and shooting the 19-year-old bouncer. Young then walked back to the car and sped off. He is scheduled to be sentenced on May 7th. The conviction carries a mandatory sentence of life in prison. A judge will decide whether Young will ever be eligible for supervised release. A 14-year-old boy has been arrested in connection with the death of a 6-year-old girl in Indiana. The preliminary results of an autopsy said that the girl, 6-year-old Grace Ross, died from homicide by asphyxiation. More tests are being done, according to a release from the St. Joseph County Prosecutor's Office. Jessica McBriar, director of media relations for the prosecutor's office, said that the teen is being held at a juvenile detention facility. His name is being protected due to his age. Grace was reported missing last Friday at around 6.30 p.m. and was found deceased just two hours later in the woods nearby. The 14-year-old has another court date next Monday. Colorado has reported the most killings in 2020 in 25 years, according to state data. The State Bureau of Investigation reported this week that 293 criminal homicides occurred in the year the pandemic began in the U.S., up nearly 30% from 2019. The figure was more than three times what the state reported in 2010. The state's 2020 data translates to roughly five killings per 100,000 residents. At least 44% of people killed in homicides in 2020 were killed by someone they knew, compared to at least 61% in 2019 and 51% in 2018. And while Colorado reported more aggravated assaults in 2020 than in a decade, the number of reported sexual assaults fell. Victims in Colorado reported 5,638 sexual assaults in 2020, the lowest figure published since 2014. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Cherish Periwinkle. But first, a quick break. We all have our guilty pleasures. Whether it's a TV series you've binge-watched a dozen times, Or an album you love to listen to on repeat some things just get better the more you play them and one of my must plays is best fiends best fiends is the app that engages my brain with challenging but fun puzzle games thousands of levels and new ones added all the time the game is simple and fun the good guys are the bugs and the bad guys are the slugs Complete the puzzles to defeat the slugs, collecting keys and unlocking new fiends along the way. Like Brittle the Housefly, Gordon the Scorpion, Edward the Mosquito, and my best fiend, Pop the Axolotl. The more I play, the more fun it gets. I've cleared hundreds of levels already, and with new monthly updates, themed challenges, and holiday puzzles, there's always one more level, and the adventure never gets old. So the next time you need a break from the news cycle or run out of shows to binge watch, download Best Fiends free. With over 5,000 levels, boredom won't stand a chance. Just don't blame us if you get a little obsessed. This game has 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews for a reason. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people who are ready to take their acne seriously. Prescription acne treatments really work, but they're hard to get. And these days, no one wants to make an appointment to see a doctor or stand in line at the pharmacy waiting for their medications. Well, now you don't have to with Apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately, and your medications are delivered straight to your home. Apostrophe makes reaching your skincare goals easy and COVID-safe. Just fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then, just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored for your unique needs, all without leaving your couch. The best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so that you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. And if you have other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, or dark spots, Apostrophe can help with that too. Whatever your skincare needs, Apostrophe has you covered. Get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com murderminute and use our code MURDERMINUTE. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com murderminute and click BEGIN VISIT. Then use the code MURDERMINUTE at sign-up, and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash murderminute. And use the code MURDERMINUTE to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. Welcome back to Murder Minute. Cherish Periwinkle was born in Jacksonville, Florida on Christmas Eve 2004. Her mother, Rain Periwinkle, called her the best Christmas gift. Rain and Cherish's father, Billy Giroux, would divorce a few years later, and a contentious custody battle ensued. Robert Wood, the custody evaluator in the case, feared for Cherish's safety in her mother's custody and voiced his objections in court. Wood was concerned that Rain Periwinkle, who suffered from bipolar disorder, would be unable to provide a safe home environment while living with her boyfriend, Aaron Pearson. He advised that Cherish's father, Billy, should have primary custody, because he said, quote, I fear for the child's future living with Miss Periwinkle. But in 2010, Rain Periwinkle was awarded primary custody of all three of her daughters, Destiny, Nevia, and Cherish. On the evening of June 21, 2013, Rain Periwinkle took 8-year-old Cherish, 5-year-old Destiny, and 4-year-old Nevia shopping at their neighborhood Dollar General store. As Rain struggled to pay for her items, 56-year-old Donald James Smith was watching. Smith noticed that Rain was having difficulty paying for her children's clothes, so he offered to buy them clothes at a nearby Walmart using a $100 gift card that he and his wife never used. Donald Smith assured Rain Periwinkle that his wife would meet them at the store. I don't usually go with strangers, Rain said. But if your wife is coming, then it's okay. Rain accepted Donald's offer of help, and the periwinkles climbed into Donald Smith's van and drove to Walmart. What Rain didn't know was that there was no Mrs. Smith, and Donald was a convicted predator who had been in and out of jail since 1974, on charges ranging from larceny to impersonating a state official to lewd and lascivious behavior. As a 17-year-old, police charged him with burning a stolen car. Three years later, he drove his mother's green convertible to a home where two girls aged five and eight were selling Cokes outside and masturbated in front of them saying, do you want some of this, before driving off. A judge deemed Donald Smith a mentally disordered sex offender, and he spent 18 months being treated in a state hospital. He was later sentenced to a year in jail and 10 years probation. Arrests followed for burglary, battery, stealing electricity, theft, bad checks, auto theft, and prowling. In 1992, Donald Smith tried to lure a 13-year-old girl into his van near an elementary school. When she ran away and hid in a culvert pipe, he hunted her down, taunting her, "'You'll have to come out sometime.' Smith eventually grew tired of waiting, and moved on to two other girls in the neighborhood, a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, who he flashed a pornographic picture at and attempted to lure into the van. Donald Smith was sentenced to 15 years for attempted kidnapping and showing obscene materials to minors. But he served only six years. Since 1993, Donald James Smith had been listed on the Public Sex Offender Registry. When he picked up the periwinkles 20 years later, he had only been out of prison for three weeks, having just served a two-year sentence for posing as a state child welfare worker and abusing a child. For two hours, Rain, her three daughters, and Donald Smith shopped at Walmart. But at around 10.30 p.m., Smith's wife still hadn't shown up, and the children were all getting hungry. Donald Smith offered to go buy them cheeseburgers at the McDonald's located in the front of the Walmart, and asked Cherish to come with him while her mother and sisters finished shopping. 56-year-old Donald James Smith then walked 8-year-old Cherish Periwinkle right out of the store. It was the last time anyone would see Cherish alive. At around 11 p.m., when Rain realized that Donald and Cherish hadn't returned and were nowhere to be found, she panicked. Borrowing a Walmart employee's cell phone, she called 911 to report her daughter's kidnapping. Jackson 911 Robinson. Hi, I'm at Walmart. A intern I think been taken. What do you mean? Taken by a stranger. It took police six hours to put out an Amber Alert for Cherish Periwinkle. When they did, the alert reached Smith's roommate, a man identified as Charlie, who called police to assist in the search. The next morning, at around 9 a.m., an officer noticed Donald Smith's white van off Interstate 95. And on June 22, 2013, he was arrested. As Donald was being apprehended, Another tip was called in, reporting that a white van matching the description had been spotted near the Highland Baptist Church. In a creek behind the church, half buried under some rocks and concrete, police found the mutilated body of eight-year-old Cherish Periwinkle. She had been brutally raped and strangled to death with a t-shirt. Her body was covered in contusions and ant bites. She had suffered blunt force trauma to the back of her head, and she had been strangled with such force that the blood vessels in her neck burst, and she bled from her eyes, gums, and nose. Donald James Smith was charged with first-degree murder, kidnapping, and rape. On June 28, 2013, Cherish Periwinkle was laid to rest in a lavender casket at Riverside Memorial Park Cemetery. And on July tenth, Rain lost her other two daughters when the state removed them from her care. People are going to say, how come nobody saw this? Robert Wood, the custody evaluator, told the Florida Times Union. The answer is, some people did. I don't think it's enough to love her kid. There's no question that the child bonded to her mother. I can see how a judge may view the mother as a better parent, but the mental health trumped all. I'm damn sorry I turned out to be right. I'm damn sorry about it. But it wasn't a lucky guess. Five years later, in February of 2018, Donald Smith's trial began. The photos of Cherish's body were so devastating that the jury was in tears. Dr. Valerie Rao who performed the autopsy walked jurors through photos and details of how eight year old Cherish's anatomy had been disfigured by the force with which Donald Smith had raped her looking at her genital area and her anal area she said she had so much trauma the anatomy was totally distorted by the injury that she sustained, both to her vaginal area and her anus. Rao added that when Donald Smith was examined at the police memorial building, he had injuries to his penis, which were consistent with Cherish's injuries. DNA tests on semen found in Cherish's mouth Vagina and rectum were a match for Donald Smith. What she sustained was tremendous force on her neck, such that she basically, she could not breathe, Dr. Rao said. She suffered swelling of her brain as a result of lack of oxygen to her brain, and as a result of which she died. Here we have two people who are in a struggle. The child is not incapacitated and she is going to struggle during this entire process. It would have taken the eight-year-old three to five minutes to die while being strangled. After her testimony, Rao requested to be excused from the courtroom for a brief recess. The defense called for a mistrial based on her request, but it was denied. Cherish did not die quickly, the state attorney said, and she did not die easily. In fact, hers was a brutal and tortured death. On the second day of the trial, secret jailhouse recordings emerged. In them, Donald Smith can be heard talking to inmates about a group of 12- and 13-year-old girls who visited the jail. That's right up my alley right there, he said. That's my target area. I'd like to run into her at Walmart. He then added, Cherish had a butt on her. She had a lot for a white girl. Further recordings during a conversation with his mother revealed how Donald Smith was planning to fake an insanity defense at his trial. While on camera speaking to his mother, Donald Smith can be heard asking her for a copy of the DSM-IV, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders in order to practice acting mentally ill. It took just 15 minutes for the jury to find Donald James Smith guilty. And on Thursday, February 22, 2018, the 61-year-old was sentenced to death. Donald Smith, Judge Mallory Cooper, addressed him in court. You have not only forfeited your right to live among us, you have forfeited your right to live at all. May God have mercy on your soul. Outside the courthouse, Rain Periwinkle told reporters, quote, I want him to burn in hell. It's not justice, Cherish's father Billy said. The legal system works the way it works, but he's been living for five years after the death of my daughter and he's going to be living until the death penalty is done or whatever the case may be and that's not justice she didn't get that option to live those many years she was eight and a half years old and she was taken away that night i don't think there's any way to have justice in something like this she had a good life ahead of her and would probably have been very successful at something but We'll never know now. In 2020, Donald Smith reappeared in court to appeal his death sentence. The request is pending with Florida's Supreme Court. This has been Murder Minute. For True Crime, anytime, download the Murder Minute app. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Stereo at Murder Minute.